Jesus, an eccentric billionaire with nothing but a bunch of extra time to spare. He's got his favorite subject and he's happy to share everything he knows about Greece. He'll go to every single ritzy secret event and mingle with his buddies in the 1%. But they find his passion an embarrassment and repeatedly ask him to cease. But never one to back down, ever a pro. He claims there's nothing else that's even worth it to know. So he grabbed his butler Eric and he started a show to see if anything will catch his eye. Now every fresh contestant must babble and boast on the subject of their choosing that they treasure the most. Put your hands together and welcome your host. It's Adam Maximilian Josephus Vin Diesel Riffi. Tell me about it! Welcome to Tell Me About It, a game show about proving the things you love are actually interesting and fun. I am Adel Rafai, local eccentric multi-billionaire and firm believer that Greece is the best creative work in the history of mankind. My apologies, Aristophanes. My back tattoo says fuck you, though I am not doing this by myself. Please welcome, and I have to legally do this, my butler and the first person to tell me a podcast is not for farming or fishing Eric Silver. That's me. I'm sorry that I had to send the notary to your house, but I figured that was the only way for me to get credit. And also, you had to uh, stamp my uh, my working forms. Oh, I thought that was your passport. It was. Also, I needed a passport to stay within this country mm. because you said that I was from Mars to the president. Interesting. My good friend Warren Buffett has a passport to get in and out of Oklahoma. <laughs> that, honestly... That's impressive, mm -hmm. and I could have used that. I could have used that at the time. Yeah, when you're rich enough, you do earn points every time you use your passport. It's sort of like Marriott Bonvoy. <laughs> That's true. You walk inside the Marriott, and you say, hello, I'm here to Bonvoy, and mm -hmm. they say, oh, mm -hmm. right away. And when I walk into a Marriott, they say, Bon Voyage, get out of here. You're not allowed in any of these because of what you did last summer. That's why they have the title. Well... <laughs> Eric, who do we have today on the docket? Uh, we have, oh, uh, Janet, I was also going to wonder, I should have asked you, how should, do you want to be an introduced in sort of, any sort of way? I mean, I guess my only thing is I don't want to be thought of as on a docket. <laughs> Other than that, I'm good. Well, get away from the water. Sitting on the docket of pods. <laughs> Otis reading. <laughs> we have Janet Varney on the show. Hello. Oh, what a relief to be off the docket. This is a blast already. Hello, guys. How oh, are you? Actually, hold still. You do have some lampreys on you. Let me oh, just... Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Or maybe... What are those uh, What are those things that cling on to sharks? I feel like their name is is like what it is. It's like clampers or something. Janet, we all know clampers are fake teeth for the famous. Uh <laughs> Those are glampers. Please. Oh, my apologies. And then what's the thing where you go camping in a fancy way? Bon voyage. Bon voyage. Oh, that's, yes. Bon voyage presents glamming. Yes. Well, Janet, uh, what, 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 what would we know you from? I, th I feel like I know you from, as the oh. titular legend from Korra, I feel like I know you as the titular JV from the JV club. Do you not feel like you have to say, what do I know you from? If you see, an, if you see a person that you don't know and aren't friends with, you uh -huh. and I can do this because we're friends or we were friends. But if it's somebody you don't know, please don't say, what do I know you from? That is so uncomfortable. Mm, no, there's, I can't put my finger on it. Are you the hey and hey riddle riddle? You're uh -huh. the you're the titular fourth <laughs> host, correct? Yes, I am definitely. I usually lead with that. Huh. Seems like you're being sarcastic. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm almost not. But the reason that I don't say that is that I refuse to answer that question. If someone says, mm -hmm. what do I know you from? I say, we probably went to high school together. 
and then like go and then you know, everyone knows who does improv all you have to do is wait for the other person to form the shape of a word mm-hmm. and then you're like oh hud dragons hud dragons yes uh-huh. famously <laughs> upper new york hud dragons mm-hmm. i love that movie the hud dragon proxy I, by the way oh, very funny so Coen underrated. very underrated bruce willis all i haven't seen the movie mm. but i will say <laughs> I believe the box cover is Bruce Willis in a hula hoop, and just that alone. I think Bruce Willis isn't in it, so you might have been. Wow. That might have been a weird pirated. I don't huh. know. I think it's Tim Robbins. It's Tim Robbins. Yes. And we would know him from. <laughs> I think we went to high school together. Yeah. Go Hot Dragons. Go Shawshanks. <laughs> I hate that I love that as a mascot. <laughs> I went to uh, North Andy Dufresne High. We were rivals. And you crawled the length of three football fields. Yeah. Oh, you heard about the hazing scandal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, that's what, that's what it, it was, was like. scandalous. Yeah. I feel like also when uh, people are about to say their high school mascot, they will physically start to take on <laughs> either tiger paws or eagle talons, which look very similar. Wait, so by that rule, I should be able to guess who what your mascot was. Go butterflies. <laughs> You couldn't see it, but Mr. Rafai was pupating, yes. and it was incredibly impressive. I've never seen a pupe like that. I went to the central Illinois crazy towns. <laughs> we were the fighting butterflies. I mean, it was a, it's something that flies. Is it a falcon? Eagle. We were the boilermakers. What's a boilermaker? I think it's a drink. Oh. I think it's when you put a shot in a beer. So when you did flying butterfly wings, that was bullshit. Oh, that was my heart a flutter because I got to finally say my high school mascot. Hmm. I really... My face hurts from squinching it up in disgust. That's what I know you from. You're the lady across from me in the doctor's waiting room who's always in there because her face stays scrunched up after squinting too hard. Yes. Yes. Please help me. Or better yet, kill me. Well, we'll kill you with kindness. And by kindness, I mean quizzes and... <laughs> Live studio audience, shut up. Yeah. Sorry about that. I told them to just show enthusiasm. I don't want to hear it, but I want to see it. They're all smiling really loud, Mr. Rafai. Thank you so much. Jana Varney, what subject have you brought for us today? I am here to tell you all about, and I mean all about, miniatures. Oh. Mm-hmm. Can you please be more specific? Miniature what? Okay, well... <laughs> Golfs. Horses. Not ponies. Not horses. Not stags, not fawns, not I'm, I don't, those are I've ran out of immediately ran out of horse horse names, uh, horse types. Uh, well, listen, I love dollhouse miniatures. Um, I don't own a dollhouse, but oh, I own Ibsen. some miniatures. Yes, Mini Ibby. I own a tiny miniature <laughs> Ibsen, Henrik Ibsen. And do you have Prince Albert in a can? <laughs> Let him out, everybody! Woo! No. Sh- 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 Go Ibsen! Loud, loud smiles, loud smiles, <laughs> loud smiles. Loud smiles. Um, and so, yeah, I, you know, this was prompted by my recent trip to Chicago. I got a chance to revisit the Thorn Rooms, and it definitely, I don't want to say it rekindled my love of miniatures, and I do realize I added the extra snooty syllable. The fire mm. was lit. You uh, just threw some more logs. I definitely threw yes. some logs on the fire. Definitely. It's blazing hot in my love of miniatures right now. You didn't start it. But it was always turning before always the miniature burning. world was burning. And Janet, would you say Einstein, James Dean, Brooklyn's got a winning team? I'd say I can't believe it took five minutes for you to get that song referenced wedged into a podcast you're doing. Usually it's much less time. I don't know what you're talking. Uh, Davy Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland. Uh, J- Janet, 
I will say, just in case you do not pass this quiz, I have mm-hmm. procured one of the only, there's only two in the world, and I own one of them, shrink rays. Now, <gasps> if you lose, we will be shrinking you down and placing you inside the Thorn Museum, which Sounds might be like a that's an absolute treat win. for you. Have no problem with that. To show you that this is safe, I will use it on myself first. Okay. Let me just shoot myself with this shrink ray. And Janet, you were a child once. Tell me about that. Oh, shrink ray. No, boo me with your eyes. Boo me with your eyes. It's slow. That's how you know it's sarcastic. Uh, Again, loud cries, everyone. Loud cries. No sound. Just loud crying, please. Okay, so I'll break this shrink ray in half. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'll have to unpack that later with myself. Uh, Mr. Rafai, your mother broke a shrink ray once as well. Yes, yes. And I will say there's no U-Haul for unpacking emotions. And there's no height requirement for emotional roller coaster. I've tried to... We won't get there. We won't get there. (laughs) I think that this will be a wonderful time to go to round one. This is round one. Janet, we just need you to tell us about it, with it being your miniatures, uh, your miniature subject. I have 10 foundational points about miniatures here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hey, just tell us us about it. We'd love to have a conversation just about your topic for five minutes. Uh And um, I have, I can, I'm going to keep score, but don't worry about it. Just uh, tell us about your subject. Okay. um, uh, Little tiny miniatures. How do I love thee? Uh, Oh, you prepared a poem. (laughs) Prepared. Yes. You bet I did. Uh, Okay. Look, many of us, I don't want to get gender specific because I feel everyone is entitled to to have a love of miniatures. I feel like if you wanted to expand the topic all the way out to like, you know, you could argue that G.I. Joes are miniature people. Uh, You could certainly argue that um, the Adat from uh, the Star Wars toys is one of the coolest miniatures of all time. Um, That being said, leaning a little harder into the dollhouse category, uh, I did get one as a kid. I really wanted one. There was a little shop near near my house in Tucson, Arizona, that I could walk to. It was like on the way to the video store that my dad and I would walk into sometimes, and I would save up my allowance to get some little something. And I didn't have anywhere to put anything, but the best one was a little gumball machine. It was great. Oh, Like little red enameled iron stand. This is all uh, one inch scale. So that's a standard uh, dollhouse size is an inch for every foot. So uh, it, that is that is very important to make sure the scale. And sometimes when you see uh, more crudely created miniatures or, you know, just something that's a little bit more roughly hewn, it may not adhere to that. And I would say the sign, the mark of a great miniature is if it really has that that perfect uh, relationship to a 1 to 12 situation. Wow, I just got to say, sorry, a perfect relationship, yeah. 1 to 12, something I wish I had with my dad. Uh-huh. Uh, sorry, keep going. You have got to get that shrink ray out of here. I think it's just on and just penetrating you. <laughs> That's maybe a bad choice of words, but... Um, so it's it's a it's it's a hobby. I would say it's a hobby that uh, is shared by not just kids but adults. There are some very very fine uh, miniatures out there. You can certainly see people on Instagram posting. There's a Thomas something miniatures I follow that really has just every day they have these beautiful videos where you're seeing this just intricately made you know like blown glass vase. Um, when I moved to San Francisco, I got a part-time job. I got two part-time jobs at two retail shops that were within walking distance of the apartment I moved into. So when I was 19, and uh, one of them was at a high-end miniature shop, 
near Union Square. Very expensive real estate. Can we get a name for that shop? The Treasure House. <laughs> and that was incredibly specialized in, in things that are tiny and expensive. Other job? All Australian import store. Australia Fair. It was, I became an instant wonk for two <laughs> types of things that, like, I can't believe how many, like, little jugs of Vegemite I sold. Um, whoop, for, whoop, for, whoop, whoop. I'm sorry, Janet. You yeah. said our secret phrase today, which is instant wonk. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And? I'll put one bonus point down right now. Okay, also, just great. to double check, was the Vegemite regular size very this tiny? This is a problem. I feel like I should lie and say it was miniature because I realized I, I went off the rails. I went off topic. I'm now talking about Australian imports. That does not it's help It's okay. Anyone, I don't so think that will affect your score I'm going to take a hard <laughs> right back over to the treasure house. We had, and this will mean something to anybody who's interested in interior design as well, but we had William Morris wallpaper that had been perfectly executed in small wallpaper form. You could put it on like regular wallpaper. But first, before you put on the wallpaper, you electrify the dollhouses with a little electrical tape. I mean, it became a tiny, like, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. One of those. I can't. They all sort of run together. (laughs) (laughs) Tinker Tailor Soldier Instant Wonk. (laughs) Exactly. Emphasis on tinkering. Um, And seeing the Thorn Rooms, again, it really reignited that. Um, Also a fan of the Nutshell Studies, which is a very famous series of, and by the way, those two things kind of cross-reference each other, uh, that a woman, uh, I'm going to say her name is Frances. Um, I might not be able to pull her full name. Uh, And she was this kind of extraordinary woman who like rose through the ranks in the police when that wasn't a thing. This is in like the New Hampshire area. I think the rooms now exist in Baltimore. And she, she was she used them to help police try to figure out murders that like they would recreate every piece of evidence, every part of the room. And so you'll see these eerie murder scenes um, made so cute. They're so small and cute. <laughs> and uh, and I here's what I'm not sure about. I don't know that it helped them solve any crimes at all. I'm going to have to go back and do some research because that doesn't necessarily, that's not part of the miniature love. That's like a true crime thing, which, by the way, also a huge fan of that. So you would think that I would know all the ins and outs of this. Um but yeah, and so I and and I have a little bit yeah like of a dream. And by the way, speaking of Baltimore and miniatures, surprise, surprise, one of the lead characters in The Wire made tiny miniature furniture. Mm-hmm. And I can say from experience that was a uh, it was Clark um, Peters, Clark Peters' role. Remember the guy who always had his little like glasses yes, on. And he was inside yes, yes, yes. and he was making those beautiful miniatures, and he had this most beautiful deep voice ever. But yeah, he'd be like working on an armoire. Um, with special glasses. So the fact that I've been able to bring Baltimore and miniatures together, not once but twice, I'm just saying. (laughs) No, um, don't worry. You got bonus points. Thank you. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else is and going on? And time. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you, Janet. Uh, I wasn't prepared for someone to reference Bodymore Murderland of this podcast, but here we are. Here we are. Oh, oh, one more thing. Not related to miniatures, but in a strange twist of fate, the two states I associate her most strongly with, uh, the Nutshell Studies, Francis Gal, are Maryland and New Hampshire. I am leaving tomorrow for New Hampshire, mm. and today the prosecutor's office of Baltimore filed a petition for uh, Adnan Syed's uh, 
conviction to be overturned, for him to be able to go home. And that never happens. The prosecution never asks for a, a conviction to be overturned. They've been working on a, like a conviction review team with the def- with his defense team. And he's unless somebody royally screws it up and it won't be anyone on the defense side, uh, he's finally going home. So That's there incredible. you have those are some huge things in the Baltimore area that are very much top of mind. And we all know. And top uh, of head. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Tip of my top hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know Adnan Saeed as well as Conan O'Brien co-created podcasts. So <laughs> That's right. this is huge news in the podcasting community. That's right. Well, Janet, uh, I'll let Eric give you a, a quick overview of the score, and then I will add in some bonus points. Oh, great. Absolutely. You hit, uh, you hit more points than uh, I thought for someone who also talked about Australian stuff for a little <laughs> while there in the middle. You did hits on scale, which is a massive thing, which I, uh, you know, reading about math is so much harder than hearing someone actually explain math. So now I understand how scale works uh, in a way that I didn't understand before. So you get a point there. You mentioned the Thorn miniature rooms, which we'll definitely talk about more. You also said that a lot of the rooms uh, use the actual, like the minis also use the same material, which I thought was wild. And you hit on the nutshell studies and you hit a few points there. Um, I was waiting for you to uh, mention that uh, the miniature killer uh, was from from CSI was inspired by oh. these rooms, but you mentioned the wire instead, so I'm going to give you the point because it was still TV. Thank you, because I have never seen a single episode of CSI, so that would have been a real trouble area for me, and was apparently. It's like the wire of TV. Uh, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> um, so let's see. One, two, you hit one, two, three, four. Five, uh, four and a half, five and a half, uh, and six. That is six points. Six out of ten, Janet. Okay. I mean, it's not ten, but well, cool. Let me add into my bonus points. I will say I'm a little upset. You did uh, mention the nutshell studies, but you mm-hmm. did not. Uh, I'm very sad to say you did not. No, no, nor hide nor hair of the peanut studies, which of course is Charles Schultz' tiny rooms <laughs> where he kills off uh, all his beloved characters. Uh, Charlie kicks off yeah. Lucy's head, a la football. Etc. But here are the bonus points I will give you. Okay. You immediately get ten extra points for saying instant wonk. Um, <laughs> that's now. That is now. I have trademarked that. That is now my phrase. Uh, we will be selling word, merch that says instant wonk. I Great. will also be releasing. I bought this at a rare book auction. Roald Dahl actually wrote a prequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory called Instant <laughs> Wonk. So ten extra points for that. I will say. Um, two extra points for mentioning The Wire, which of course is the best show of all time. Great. Beside CSI. And <laughs> another three extra points for before you ran out of time, filling that time by saying, what else, what else, what else, what else, what else? <laughs> <laughs> another genius move that I will be trademarking. It's like, yeah, I'm just I'm just searching my brain for all the possible things I could have done. I'm looking at my mind palace. There's all these papers around in my mind palace. I don't know how there are going to be additional rounds. It feels like we've covered everything. <laughs> and Janet, I'm going to give you some uh, a chance to earn three extra bonus points. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked some, more than I have in my life about Baltimore. <laughs> of course, the only thing I know about Baltimore is basically that the Ravens were named after Edgar Allan Poe's Go Ravens. Uh, famous story. Um, but there is one other thing I know about Baltimore, which is uh, the question I'm going to ask you, which is, do you know the song that the band Baltimoreal sings? Oh, Baltimoreal. I've not. I mean, is it the, one of those songs where you're like, oh, everyone knows the song, but no one knows that it's by a band called the Baltimore. hundred percent. I believe it's from the mid to late 80s. Uh, I, I've done it maybe four or five times at karaoke. Oh, because my. there's barely any words. It's almost like tequila in that way. Hmm. I'll give you three seconds to think about it. 
two, one. Low rider. <laughs> you were very close. They sing the song Tarzan Boy, which goes. Oh my God, I was going to say oh, that. I don't know the name of that song. That's the first thing that popped in my mind. Well, I'm going to give you two points. That's the first thing that popped in my mind, but I don't know the song. Because I have I have an ongoing argument with Brandon. It makes him crazy because when I was first trying to think of what that song was years ago, I was mm-hmm. like, what's that one song that's like, oh, way, oh, way, oh, way, oh, way, oh, we, oh, wah. And he was like, that is absolutely not those syllables. It does matter, Janet. It does matter. Interesting that you sing it like a camp counselor. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know. I had no memory that it had anything to do with Tarzan. Like, in, in fairness, does it? But, uh, but yeah, so... This feels like a song you commissioned in your Barry Gordy phase, Mr. Mm, Rafai. Thank you so much. Of course, <laughs> Barry Gordy, one of the best California raisins. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how competitive they were with each other. I mean, they were cutthroat, those raisins. Yes. One of the best. It's like, don't say that in mixed company because those raisins will get you. Yes, one of them, sadly, I hate to tell this story, but since I hit myself with a shrink ray, I feel the need to open up. One of them was my godfather, and famously, his co-workers, the other raisins, um, did rehydrate him in the night, turning him into a California grape, which no one wants, mm. and he was um, kicked out of the music industry. Oh, I'm so sorry. He also had notes of tangerine, mm-hmm. uh, oak, shoe polish, and... yeah. You might want to back off. No one wants a California grape, buddy. I feel like the wine industry is doing fine. I did, I heard one of those songs and I was just like, I can just buy Two Buck Chuck instead. And I like that mm-hmm. better. Thank you. Yes. Two Buck Chuck. Even billionaires will drink from Trader Joe's. I have my, there's a Two Buck Chuck that is, in fairness, it's like $3. It might be three ninety nine even. But it's also very good if anyone is interested in Crane Lake. I am. Thank I you. I think I am. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, $4 wine, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Also, I will say, not to tell tales out of school, uh, I went to school in Boston, let's just say that. That'll Uh, work. That our mascot was the fighting Harvards. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All I could think with California raisins, which seems (laughs) unlikely. I will say that Two Buck Chuck is also the nickname we gave to Charles Schwab when he was tipping. Charles Schwab, I believe, a real person I knew in Harvard. No, you nailed it. You three, got it. You definitely remember that. points for not just going back to Charles Schultz. Oh, thank you. That said, quick point, Schroeder's piano, miniature. <laughs> the tiniest blanket. Yep. He's wearing the, in the tiniest dust molecules. Uh, Eric, can we get a toint, a point? Uh, no, I'm sorry. I said it correctly the first time. I will can take we get a point. A, can we get a toint total? Uh, yes, we can get a quick toint total right here <laughs> after adding 6 plus 10 plus 2 plus 2. That is 20 points for Janet Varney. I feel great about it. I really feel great about it. Toint potals, of course, uh, an example of a spoonerism as it created by Shel Silverstein, rival of Roald Dahl, who created the prequel Instant Wonk, just to tie that all together. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move on to round two. Eric, do you mind kicking off round two? Absolutely. Round two is the perfect thing. Janet, can you give us a perfect encapsulation of miniatures? If someone asked you, well, what's an example of the thing you love so much? What would you say and how would you describe it? I mean, I would probably reference the Thorn Rooms just because they are available to be seen. Granted, you do have to pay an admission, uh, which the Art Institute of Chicago is not cheap. So I'm immediately backing off all of this. That being said... I yes. will say as a 
Chicago resident uh, mm-hmm. when I'm not living in my palace in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Joni Mitchell. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say that I believe, and you can look this up easily with a with Google or with the billionaire search engine that we use. Uh-huh. You can look up that I believe it's the first Tuesday of every month the Art <gasps> Institute is free. Okay. Let's flood those art gates, everybody. First Tuesday of every month, go see the Thorn Rooms. Beautifully rendered, tiny miniatures. You'll learn something not only about the fantastic art of making miniatures, but also uh, the way houses and indoor rooms looked of, sure, mostly the very, very, very rich uh, of a certain era, but um, very charming and uh, you will have a very strong sense. I think if you go to the Thorn Rooms, if you're not going to like miniatures, like you're then that's the only like if you're just not going to ever let yourself like them, then you won't like the Thorn Rooms. But if there is the tiniest chance Emphasis on tiny that you might like them at all. You will love the thorn rooms. It's almost in a Grinch fashion where your heart will grow 10 times. Mm -hmm. Yes. And yet you will wish that your heart could shrink down Mm. on a one to 12 scale because the rooms are so wonderful that you 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 sort of believe there has to be the rest of the house, even though it's structured so that there are little ante rooms that you can sort of see like staircases that go up. And it's such a wonderful trick of the mind because in your mind, you're like, oh, I'm just seeing a sliver of this entire perfect miniature house. But really, I don't think that's true. I mean, I think you're seeing what there is. And that's and that's magic. And Janet, you said in uh, these rooms, the staircases only go up. You may have intuited that from <laughs> me nay inferred it from what I was saying but sure they only go up like castles in the sky shout out to Joni Mitchell Mitchell. now there are a hundred miniature model rooms uh, that were made by uh, Narcissa Niblack I guess I'm saying that correctly from Harry Potter I've never I've never read that I'm more of a how to train your dragon sort of oh me too I've only heard drag around the name Narcissa so I'm glad she came up with something really special that people would remember her for instead of that name it's either yeah. create little rooms or drown in a lake staring at your own image. Exactly right. Those are the options. Yeah. She had nothing else other than being incredibly rich during the Great Depression. That's oh. all she had going for herself. Also helps. Enchante. Don't flirt. <laughs> Out of all 100, do you have a favorite? Oh, boy, that's a great question. I am a big fan of the, there's a Santa Fe one. Um, I tend to like the ones that are more modern. They don't go up past a certain point. I think they go into like... The 40s, maybe, or the 50s. Um, I'm not like you know. I'm, I it's interesting to look back at the ones that she where she's you know fashioned something that looks like a drawing room from the 1500s in England or something. But that's that's not really my jam. Um, so I love when they start to feel more familiar, like they start to feel more like what we live with, um, because that you know it's it's like anything where almost anything from the past you have to sort of remind yourself that it that it was real like you know we look at photographs or paintings and we're like i don't know that's not a living breathing person like i could <laughs> i would they don't they weren't made of flesh and blood they were made of like whatever the past was made of whistler's mom get fucked <laughs> they're just made of dust and toenails that's exactly. all humans were made up of in 1910 they're dust in the wind shout out to kansas shout out to dusty springfield uh, shout out to Johnny mitchell yes yes uh <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I think I like th- I like the stuff that reminds me most of like what you a room that you would actually potentially like you, that you could walk into and go, oh my god, I just saw the miniature version of this. <laughs> Every time you walk out and be like, oh, that's a chair. It's like a large version of what I saw before. 
Incredible. It is one of those things. After you see the Thorn Rooms, it's kind of that same thing that happens after you've been playing a puzzle game or like a video game or done an escape room where your brain like sort of puts on that filter. And then for a while, when you are looking at the world, you're sort of it almost feels like you're just looking at like the big version of something small instead of like regular size stuff. You're like, oh, look at that. Look at that regular sized book. <laughs> well, it's like, I mean, to bring back up Roald Dahl and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, it's like when Mikey TV is shrunk down through mm-hmm. a shrink process. That was fake, or by the, the way. Or the giant peach is shrunk up. Oh, correct. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. Uh, mm-hmm. Bonus point to Janet for topping me. <laughs> Also, Janet, I w- I'm willing to give you a bonus point for this round. You mentioned Santa Fe being your favorite room, the F- Santa F- mm-hmm. Fe style room. Mm-hmm. Grease, the movie and the musical, is mm-hmm. my favorite thing in the world. Yes. Famously, you've never corrected me on anything regarding Grease. <laughs> you've always nailed that everything. That is canon. Perfectly. In fact, I believe correct. I've corrected you if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, Grease is my favorite movie slash musical. There's another musical that references Santa Fe. In fact, maybe somebody opening up something in Santa Fe. Can you tell me what musical that is for two extra points? Oh, no. Ugh, I don't know anything about most musicals. Here's what I'll say, Janet. As a billionaire, this is a term I've never heard once in my life, except when my grandfather was a landlord to most... Thank you. I was going to say waitress. I'm glad you said (laughs) that. Uh, now, just to be really uh, careful, Mr. Rafai, when you said you wanted Dr. to Dr. Rafai, uh, please, Mr. Rafai was my father. <laughs> Speaking of my father, I never got my doctorate and oh, I disappointed no. him. Sorry, Dr. Rafai DDS. Um, when you said you wanted to give Janet an extra point for topping you, did you really mean that or were you just saying it to be polite and I shouldn't write it down? Well, I gave that answer through gritted teeth, so you should have known I was being sarcastic, which I... Do not tend to do, uh, as Janet herself also mentioned. We are not of the sarcastic ilk. I once hunted ilk in the bowels of Asia. Don't change the subject. <laughs> I What I heard was, yes, that was a real extra point. It was a real extra point. Wonderful. Okay. <laughs> because of the confidence, let's give it to her. Wink. Great. Eric, wink. He, oh, he's looking um, down. Never mind. We'll have to give that point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out. Oh, oh, no, I spilled orange juice oh. all over my laptop. I can't, I can't even figure it out. It, this is the end of round two. Uh, Ms., uh, Dr. Rafai, DDS Esquire, how many points out of 10 do you think Janet did in terms of describing the perfect thing? Please, I'm Dr. Rafai, DDR, Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> um, I would say... And what is a point, really? <laughs> Because she stays curious, let's give her all 10. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Uh, that was, so that's 20 plus two points, uh, two points plus 10 points. That is, uh, we're up to 32 points for Janet Varney right now. Your subject might be miniatures, but your scores are not. Thanks. I'm starting to feel like a little heavy with points. So I'm if there's a great cause that I can donate some points to, I, I want you to know that I'm open to that. Oh, boy. Um, well, I think trying to think of who needs points. The Sacramento Kings. Nice. Can't yeah. do it. Oh, I'm shit. So sorry. Can't do it. I just checked. No. My, I checked my uh, goggle doc and I actually own the Kings. So that was oh. a self burn. Uh, whoops. Sorry about that. <laughs> Hey, go Kings next year. All right. We'll put out one of those UNICEF uh, boxes that kind of look like where munchkins come in, and you can just put your points in there. Yes. Munchkins famously donuts shrunk down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. To Wizard of Oz size. (laughs) In a reverse Grinch situation. Uh, Thank you, Science. Oh, classic reverse Grinch. The reverse Grinch is when you you take something from from big and make it small, or when you explain to someone the meaning of Hanukkah. Got it. Yes. (laughs) 
Of course. Uh, well, Christmas has the Grinch, and Hanukkah, of course, has the Mensch. So uh-huh. that's true. Yes. I feel like I needed to do a reverse Grinch to you later on today. <laughs> well, well, we'll discuss that in my antechamber. Uh, what is the next round, Eric? All right, we're going to round three, which is the question and answer portion. Mm-hmm. We have some follow-up questions for you, and they will be the gotcha questions oh, that no. Barbara Walters has built her career oh, on. The gotcha. So I'm probably, I'm, I'm not going to, it's going to make me cry. This is going to make me cry. Let's dig deep, okay? This is your time to shine. I've always wanted to be made to cry by Barbara Walters, so. Well, I do have her. Is she dead? I'm sure she's alive. I feel okay. like I would know. I was gonna, I was gonna Someone say, I, would have told me. I have her head cryogenically frozen in my hallway, uh, a la Return to Oz, but okay. maybe I just have a case for it. Okay, Janet, here are your three Barbara Walters adjacent questions. Mm-hmm. Here are the difficulty rankings for models. Number one, beginner. Number two, beginner. Number three, intermediate. Number four, advanced. Number five, expert. Number six, kit basher. Number seven, scratch builder. This ranking system is terrible. Beginner is on there twice, if you didn't notice, and that is a real thing. Can you come up with a better difficulty system than the one I just listed? Okay, so you said beginner, beginner. Intermediate, advanced. Intermediate, advanced. Expert. Kit Basher, which sounds like a character from Inglorious Bastards. Kit Basher got real broy all of a sudden. Like, why? How, what? <laughs> or Kit Basher sounds like the Speed Racer's nephew. Uh, oh, for num- sure. Number seven was Scratch Builder. What? Oh, like you build from scratch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kit Basher. So a Kit Basher is like we. I take the kit, but then I turn it into something special, like that it wasn't maybe meant to be. Janet, I couldn't tell you. This is not my forte. I do not know anything about building models, but... Correct. That is when you take a bunch of of different kits together and make it into something. That being said, okay, I'm going to go with there's seven. Uh, There's seven, but you you do not have to replicate the number of terms. You just make your own system. Okay. Well, I think having seven is a beautiful and magical number, so I'm going to stick with seven. I'm going to go with absolute and honest beginner. Number two, I'm going to go with, if we see, we can see where this is going. Number two, I'm going to go with optimistic beginner. Number three, I'm going to go with uh, nervous beginner. <laughs> Number four. So just to stop you, instead of taking away one of the two beginners, you've added a third. Yes. <laughs> uh, Eric, give her a point for audacity. Absolutely. Number four, pretends not to be a beginner. <laughs> okay. Number five, beginner no more. Number six, beginner feels like a long time ago. And number seven, beginner of building universes. Wow. This and is on the seventh day. He beginnered. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is also like uh, Keebler's seven stages of grief. Keebler's? Like the Keebler elves? Uh, is that his name? Yeah, the second one is fudge filled. Thank you. These oh, all live in a tree. I love it. Keep Keebla, Keebler, Keebu, Keebu. I don't know. It might be the Keebler, but all I can think of is the Keebler elf. So I've had some tiny little brain lapses recently. Ever since I shrunk myself with that shrink ray, yeah. it it goes. It snap, crackle, pop, and then acceptance. Whoa! Someone jumped over to the Krispies. <laughs> They're about their elves. Was that? I got a I got a exotic Grinch myself. Hold on. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, the aforementioned. Here's your next question, Janet. The aforementioned Narcissa Kneeblackthorn, yeah. mm-hmm. who created the um, who created the Thorn Room rooms, mm-hmm. had 100 period rooms made at her direction. Mm-hmm. In total, 99 of the rooms are believed to still be in existence. Where is the 100th one? 
I feel like the most evidence I can point to for a real and true non-sarcastic answer is that warehouse at the end of the Raiders of the Lost Ark where mm-hmm. you just go in and in and then there's just rows and rows and rows and rows of boxes, crates. It's got to be in there somewhere, right? And it's the room that you shouldn't look into. It's the one <laughs> that room. That the Nazis yeah. were looking for. Exactly. If you look into that room, you were a friend dies within seven days. And I will say, just like you regular mortals will shop at Crate and Barrel or um, I don't know where else, Pure <laughs> One Imports. May have gone out of business. Go ahead. I, I did not know that. My apologies to that family. Uh-huh. Myself and my billionaire friends, we do shop at that warehouse from the Indi- Indiana Jones. We do. Yes. Oh. So... Like you shop blind, like you just take a crate and hope for the best? Well, to be honest, uh, I never realized this until now. It is a lot of crates and barrels. Uh-huh. Uh, and we do buy blind and then we open them up and we're either cursed forever or we have some sort of ancient dragon's horde. So, Or alien bodies. I have alien bodies scattered about my attic. So it is kind of a crapshoot. Now, is there room for like old ceramics, like jugs and jars and pots and stuff like that? Is Does that fit in the warehouse or do you need like a whole separate barn for that? Uh, the pottery section, I guess. I don't know if there's a pottery section. Maybe there's a sort of a pottery shed, I want to say. What's a better oh, term? For the, uh, extra point for referencing Babe the movie. <laughs> okay, your final question in this round, Janet. Ready. Downsizing is a 2017 American science fiction comedy, drama, film, oh, yeah. where Matt Damon, how do you like them apples, gets all shrunk down. Go fight in Harvard. Thank you. There it is. Oh, I'm sorry. We are the Fighting Janitors. That is our new, ever since uh, that movie, we are, that is our new mascot. But that's what listeners of my podcast are called, the janitors. Is that real? Uh-huh. Well, can I buy that off you? Um, I have that for sale and I also have ExoticGrinch.com. I'll take ExoticGrinch.com. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Don't worry, sir. We already have a, we already have exotic Grinch dot party. I'm securing exotic Grinch dot horse right now. I'm on it. I know exotic what... Grinch dot horse. I am go daddying as we speak. Go no. exotic Grinch dot life. Exotic Grinch dot wedding. I am dying to buy Janet Varney dot horse. Exotic Grinch, of course, will be my sexy Halloween costume this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as I mentioned, downsizing the movie in 2017 uh, with Matt Damon, he gets all shrunk down. Janet, yes. you yourself, would you downsize if you had these cool rooms? Yeah. Okay. I mean, do I right, get to, yeah, go. could I upsize afterwards? My understanding is that once you are downsized, you cannot upsize. No, I would not downsize permanently. What if, and this is a twist I'm adding on the fly, what if you could also shrink down 50 other people <laughs> and one pet? So it's getting interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I told you not to look at my notes for your next birthday party. I told you explicitly I'm not so to. I'm so excited. That. I get to shrink down 50 people I know. Well, I mean, that's the thing is what you just added to the mix sort of seemed like it took me out of it. You just said, what if you could shrink 50 people? And I w- absolutely would shrink 50 other people who aren't me. So. Well, I'm saying to join you, to join no, you no, as no, a. No, okay. No. Because I just on Danny DeVito alone, I would be so curious. So, Janet, for the three Barbara Walters-esque questions, I am going to award you two out of three points. The reason I'm not giving you the full three out of three is because I am a little bummed that you would not downsize yourself. Um, You could have said I will downsize, and that just means you'll throw out some clothes you haven't worn some high school or something, and you could have 
circumvented the rules, but uh, you did yeah, not. I took so. it very seriously and literally. Thank you so much. Uh, so we will give you two out of three points for that round. Perfect. By scaling that up to uh, add, to out of 10, that comes out to about 6.66666 points repeating plus 32. So you have 38.6 repeating points, Janet Varney. Whew, this is like being in one of those bathrooms where there's mirrors that face each other and I'm just looking at <laughs> millions of me's down the line. That's so many sixes. <laughs> That's and great. Janet, did you want to plug your biography, Millions of Me's? <laughs> millions of Me's. I'm actually being sued by minions. Oh, no. Yeah. Or as I they would say, I, know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I assume. Come Brad. All right. Well, we're on to round four, which is the Wheel of Extraordinary Challenges. Okay. I've instructed my butler, Eric, to prepare a few wacky minigames here to test your intellectual and creative metal. And here's the gigantic wheel with all the possible games we can play. Let me scooch that into the garden room here. Oh, it's so expensive. Let's uh, go ahead and spin it. Ding, 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 ding. Hey, Eric. Hold on, I should grab hey, that. Yeah. Hello? <laughs> yes, this is old-timey Janet. <laughs> 23 skidoo. Oh, I, and I will. Okay. Mum's the word. Prohibition. All right. Exotic Ridge to you, too. Ah, <laughs> uh, the 20s. Ah, uh, the 20s. When everyone answered the, the phone, Marriott Bonvoy Bonvoy. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. I do have a game for both of you. Oh. It is called, look at this box I made. Uh, he does this every other week. He mm-hmm. has this wine and box making class that he goes to and I uh, have to indulge him. Oh, ve- oh. Ooh, very good. Validation, Look at validation. That beautiful four wow. sides, a bottom and a top. You forgot the lid. That's fine, though. Oh, damn. Wait, hold, for sure. hold on. There's something inside the box. Hold on. Um, well, so this is going to be a contest between the two of you. I have constructed little box rooms, much like the nutshell studies of unexplained death. Um, in fact, I've created a few of my own because I'm so inspired by I've been so inspired by them. Are you getting emotional, Eric? I, I worked really hard, and Marco, the guy who runs my wine and box class, said I've really been improving. I love this. I love this for you. Now, unfortunately, I can't show it to you because Mr. Refai didn't give me a camera. Dr. Refai, DDR. Dr. Refai, DDR. Uh, I'm a butterfly sugar baby. Thank you. Um, he didn't give me a camera with my podcasting setting, so I do got to describe it to you. Great. Um, but can you tell, you're just going to have to tell me how the murder happened, much like the Ooh. nutshell murder boxes. Okay. Very good. Very good. Now, each of you are going to get two questions mm-hmm. per box as I examine the boxes for you and show you the little pieces within it. Uh, and as soon as you ask a question, you can guess, uh, and then we'll, we'll go back and forth. Great. Great. All right. This is the first one. It was his wife. Oh, did I jump the gun? Okay, I'm going to have to throw this box out. <laughs> there we go. All right, here's the real, here's the actual number one. It's Christmas time in London with snow dusting out the outer windows. Oi, get your newspaper. <laughs> Were you doing uh, Danny Elfman's intro to uh, anything? Batman I'm doing Returns? Danny Elfman's intro to anything. We look in on an opulent bedroom with a tiny goose down blanket on a tiny four-poster bed, and a tiny posh heiress has a knife sticking out of her. In this room are little figurines of the suspects, her husband and the staff at the mansion. They all give their alibis. Her husband was watching the Queen's Christmas speech on TV. The cook was preparing the Christmas dinner. The butler was helping the maid clean the dining room, and the gardener was cutting the grass in the back garden. Who did it? The uh, gardener did because it's winter, so there's no grass to cut. 
I didn't even have to show you anymore, Here's but you got thing. it all right. Janet Vardy won points. I'm the official fourth host of Hey Riddle Riddle. I, I don't know what that is. have become so good. I've become a little bit of a savant, <laughs> even though I'm pretty sure you have to be born a savant. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. In my defense, the minute, Eric, you mentioned the word alibi, all my brain did was start singing Alibi, if yep. we made an alibi. Oh no, I said the code word. He went back to being Barry Gordy again. He, just, he tried to figure out how to squeeze a hit out of those yeah. youngsters. Mm-hmm. All right, here's another diorama for you. This is diorama number two. Wonderful. This is a diorama of a one room cottage in a small town, and an old man is lying dead on the ground. With carbon a head monoxide. Wound. It was with a, from a head wound. No, I'm sorry. I smell carbon monoxide. Can, <laughs> let's move out of this. This is room. fun, isn't it? Keep going. Let's go uh, out to the giant chessboard uh, outside just so we get some air. I'm sorry. I think it's ethically wrong for people to have giant chessboards. <laughs> but I'm still right here. <laughs> The diorama one room cottage is an old man lying on the ground with a head wound. Mm-hmm. His far side joke a day calendar reads Thursday the 5th. On the steps are two bottles of milk, Monday's newspaper, a catalog for far side readers monthly, flyers for the local supermarket, and a stack of unopened mail. Who is the suspect and why? Um, well, I guess it would be so the suspects I would assume, if we're extrapolating information, would be the milkman, the paperboy, the evening TV. And Gary Larson. <laughs> you can ask a question. I can show you something else in the diorama. Shoot, wait, hold on. Can you describe the things that are around him again? Sure thing. Around him are two bottles of milk, Monday's newspaper, a catalog for Far Side Readers Monthly, flyers for the local supermarket, and a stack of unopened mail. I think the murderer is Gary Larson because I remember being a child and be absolutely enthralled by these one-panel jokes where a cow holds up a sign in front of a truck driver or a hen has a... Giant beehive hairdo, and they killed me almost literally with laughter. So I think he read one of the Farsight cartoons in the Monday morning paper, which famously has cartoons. Laughed so hard he hit himself on the fireplace poker in his cabin and died. Uh, unfortunately, no, that is not what it is. You can, you may ask me a question about something that is also in the room, and I can explain to you more detail. Do you want to keep your job? You're right. It was Gary Larson. Thank one point you to so Mr. Much. Dr. Refai. <sighs> okay. I'm really stuck on this idea of Monday, but two bottles of milk being significant in some way. Like maybe it was the milk, the well, paper guy. Two bottles of milk suggests that... Is that typical? Do you get two bottles of milk at a time or do you just get one a day? And if so, I, it doesn't seem like they deliver on Sunday. If you're a magazine ad in the 90s, you get two bottles of milk at the same time. But that might suggest that the whatever was outside wasn't picked up. Oh, it must have been the milkman because when he brought the stuff inside, he... He had killed him before the guy got his day's milk, so he brought in two days' worth of milk uh, and put it by his bedside. That is not it. I'm looking at it. I made a little receipt here, and it says, every Tuesday I get two bottles of milk. Thank you. From the old man. Okay. So it's Monday. He's got Monday's paper, but it's Tuesday. It's Thursday. Oh, oh, it's Thursday. Oh, Jesus. It's Thursday the 5th. You know why? Let me tell you what's happening to me. Instead of listening to the things I asked you to repeat, I was stuck on the idea that Gary Larson could not be the murderer because he's only guilty of larceny. <laughs> Wonderful. Would you like a to move points. on to another? I would love to hear the <laughs> items again. <laughs> we, can, we can move on. <laughs> right now I have one threat from my boss, and that's enough to move on no, to say I really it was Gary Larson. The items again. I know he has Monday's paper. Okay, he has. I he know has. he has two bottles of milk. 
Two bottles of milk, Monday's paper, a catalog for Farside Readers Monthly, uh-huh. flyers for the local newspaper, and a stack of unopened mail. Well, I guess I have to ask, Eric, and I don't know if yeah. you mentioned this. The Farside calendar, Joke-A-Day calendar, says Thursday what date? The 5th. And is the Monday paper before or after that Thursday? Is it the it's Monday before. before or the Monday after? It is before. Thank you so much. Yes. Well, then I've solved it all. You fool. You gave away too much information. Janet, do you want to say it? <laughs> oh, let's say it together. One, two, three. The, the fighting, fighting geese. geese. <laughs> the geese killed him. God His pockets were full of bread. Geese. Okay, but you're so I really feel like I'm getting a strong feeling for reasons I can't express that you want us to ask questions about something else that might be in the one room. What maybe what what if the newspaper is from Monday and now it's Thursday? Oh. Do we see any other newspapers? Do we see Tuesday? There are Wednesday? no other. There are no other newspapers. I I think I know it. You said he has a head wound. You didn't say he was dead. No, that's not it. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess you were so close. The Monday paper is there, but the Tuesday and Wednesday papers aren't there. He, his puppy did it because he used the other papers to train the puppy. And uh-huh, then he. Unfor- uh, unfortunately, we have run out of time and I want to show you all my other boxes. It was the newspaper boy because he didn't show up from Tuesday. He, he avoided the house after wow. Tuesday and Wednesday and didn't bring the newspaper. But wait, who who flipped the calendar to show that it was Thursday then? <laughs> giant, giant <laughs> hole. Giant hole in your box. <laughs> well, there's got to be a better way to say that. I, I'm going to take points away from me. You're, yeah, that's a good point. Thank that's very you. good. And. Let's give 40 extra points to Janet for having to suffering through this poorly crafted box. Are you kidding me? I'm in heaven. We oh. look at, we're looking on a suburban street with perfectly manicured lawns and houses. Pulled over on the side of the road, a man was shot to death in his car. Where the windows were up. <laughs> the windows were up and the doors were locked and the interior leather is immaculately clean. There's no gunpowder here. If you take a closer look, the only bullets discovered were in the man's chest. How was he murdered? Okay, so he's in the car. He's in the car. The car is immaculate, but he has two bullets in his chest. Correct. And the car is closed. Correct. There's got to be a way to say that. And you were saying that the uh, topography around the car is immaculately manicured. Yes, it's like it's in a beautiful it's in a beautiful suburban uh, area. Then it would probably be the gardener. Is Bourbon Street beautiful? I feel like I thought that's where you that was oh, like a bad you part said of town. Bourbon Street. I did not say Bourbon Street. <laughs> I was going to say Bourbon Street That's is why the. I said Werewolf. Bourbon Street is the grossest street in all of America. <laughs> I said it's a suburban street, but it's more just I had a bunch of suburban. Uh, I had a bunch of suburban. Understood. Yeah. Um, are there bullets in his chest? Uh, like, was he shot? He was. He was shot. I want you to tell me how he was murdered. So the bullets in his chest may not be may not mean that he was shot. He was shot, oh, but okay. how? If all the doors were if all the doors were locked and the windows were up. Here's what I think. Having owned so many Testarossas and Ferraris and Rolls Royces, cinnamon Rolls Royces, they made one, uh-huh. uh, Pop and Fresh is on the hood. I think somebody put bullets on the engine, and then the person started their car. The engine heated up, and the bullets were, of course, facing uh, the driver's seat. The bullets <laughs> got so hot, they went off, much like Orville Redenbacher's. Through the so. air conditioner. <laughs> Unfortunately, no, that's not it. No. Okay, then I'm out of ideas. And back to thinking of lyrics for alibi. <laughs> I want to thank you for making this into a miniature because this is very cute and it's a beautiful car. Uh, what a kid basher you are. Um, <laughs> that, yeah, that was my nickname in high school. The bullets were twins. 
I listened to Hey Riddle Riddle. And one of them was evil. I listened to Hey Riddle Riddle, and I think one that would be... One of the bullets was evil in the twin ship, and the other one just went in to try to stop it, not realizing it was making matters worse. Remember, you can still ask questions about the miniature. Oh, I can the describe point, it to Eric? you. Uh, what kind, what oh, kind of car was it? put it in a question form. Were the oh. bullets twins? <laughs> the bullets were not twins. Okay. No. Oh, okay. That's a good question. The car is actually, it's uh, like one of your fancy Testarossas that, you, that you've had before. Okay. It's closed. Oh, it's is a, it a convertible? convertible. It's a convertible. Same time. That is one to both of you that you're going to get. I'll give you a point for both. Um, wonderful. Who got the one, who got the the Gary Larson one? Oh, I didn't get the point. <laughs> but, uh, but I gave Janet a thousand points for saying Gary Larson-y. That's true. All right, number four. This is the Oaken Iron and Murder, a dive bar that I made up in my head that I want to go to. The Oaken Iron and Murder? And just to be clear, those are the three gifts the wise men gave? Uh, I don't know. I'm a reverse Grinchist, so I don't know. My apologies. (laughs) If your mom's a Grinch, you're a Grinch. Yes, but it it goes through the matrilineal side, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Marissa and Juliana went out for drinks. Marissa Tomei and Juliana Margulies. (laughs) Yes, and they went out for drinks. How did you know? that I got got their hairs correct. (laughs) And they both ordered old fashions. Juliana had a hard day at work as the chief of staff of the corrupt mayor and finished three drinks quickly, in time for Marissa to only finish one. The drinks were poisoned by the devious killer bartender, which is why Juliana was having a, such a hard day at work, you see, since the mayor was the mayor of the city that had a killer bartender in it. But only Marissa died, even though they both had poisoned drinks. How did that happen? Now, Marissa drank it slower or faster? Juliana drank three in the time that Marissa drank one. Okay, so the the original riddle that I've heard uh, on Hey Riddle Riddle, which is my least favorite podcast. I don't listen to that, so I would not know what you were referencing. Well, I'm extraordinarily pissed off that someone else shares my name as I created this in a lab <laughs> along with Elon Musk's child's name. <laughs> we're suing him right now. I Thank told you, you we're suing Thank him as you. we speak. Um, I know that the original answer to this riddle was that the ice was poisoned. Therefore, if you drink faster, you drink less of the poison ice as it melted. But it, that's correct. That is correct. That's correct. Okay. Very good. You heard it from your from the riddle podcast. Oh, you to. So old fashions are always on the rocks. Yes. Nice. Call me old fashioned. Well, yes, because Julie because Juliana drank her three. Juliana Margulies had such a hard day at work. She drank three very quickly, and her ice didn't melt. While Marissa was listening to her good friend Juliana talking about her hard day at work, so her ice melted, and then she died. And and the bartender just he didn't have a reason. He was just. It, Killing for sport? Yeah, he just wanted to watch the world burn. He jokerified <sighs> himself. That I guess so, because like he murdered them in his establishment before his very eyes. He's a good suspect. He's going to make a real good suspect. Yeah, the first place the officers are going to look is who made this drink. And <laughs> classically, a bartender makes the drink Typically at a bar. Yes. <laughs> Typically, yes. Well, you can see I spent 20 hours painting a Joker face on this figure. Oh, <laughs> it's really good. Interesting. Uh, I will say I don't want to live in a world where Marissa Tomei is murdered over Juliana Margulies, but <laughs> here we are. It's a dark place. Um, I, this is my final box, and I've been working really hard, and I'm so glad that you aren't bored of these boxes. They're that beautifully I'm made. They're beautiful. Beautifully oh, you're so, made. Buddy, there's, and is, is this a hand turkey on top of this one? Wow. It is. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, Aww. and you made you made my your mom and I an ashtray. I don't Aww. smoke, but that's cute. It can be used for other things. <laughs> yeah, I can put my jewelry Cigarettes. in there. <laughs> Thank you. This is the most praise I've gotten in so long, both in the podcast and real life. Thank Aww. you. Hey, Eric, uh, wake up. Eric, wake up. Oh, sorry. Oh my god, sorry. I was having the most beautiful dream. Now open up this shitty last box. <laughs>
This is the apartment of Gerald Henderson, also known as the Gourmand Killer. Here we have Ger- we have Gerald preparing a dinner for himself and a friend of chicken nuggets, fries, and Mountain Dew Code Red in big glasses. For dessert, he's cutting up an apple in half and giving one to his friend. Okay, he- all I can picture is a two liter of Mountain Dew Code Red with reading glasses on it. <laughs> and of course, Code Red is spelled R-E-A-D. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> What a fun thing to try to get kids to read more. You know what I mean? I think that's our new mascot. Eric, make that our new podcast. Mascot is a two liter of code red in reading glasses, red spelled the way you think. Okay. The figure of Gerald, you can see as the figure of Gerald is watching his friend eating the apple. And his friend is then dead on the ground with the apple in his mouth while Gerald is eating the other half of the apple. How did Gerald do it? Razor blade in the apple. Kids, be safe on Halloween. Shout out to all kids everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> all Unfortunately, kids? that guess has been debunked. That's that guess is not true. And now something about him being the gourmand killer. Yeah. That's important. That's that is important. Maybe. Um okay, so is this like is it is the type of apple important like Gala or Fuji? No, I actually made it a purple apple it's so purple you could see that I'm wow. just going to paint it. A papple, if you will. Does the rest of their meal matter? No, but I worked really hard on it. Look, you can see this code red has glasses. It definitely matters aesthetically, but it doesn't matter for the mystery. Yes. So we have the figure. Uh, we see Gerald is holding a knife and him chopping the apple in half. And he's eating one half and his friend is eating the other half. But his friend is dead. How did that happen? Do the other, was one of them like a vegetarian and didn't partake in the nuggets? No. They both ate the nuggets, the fries, and the Mountain Dew Code Red. They ate Mountain Dew Code Red? <laughs> they ate, yeah, it was frozen. They oh, had that's it as your pops. problem. Can I have a bite of your drink? <laughs> Come on, I just want to pause for a second and say, I am so smug that you are now answering riddles on another podcast that you're on. <laughs> this is the I end of your life as you know it. I didn't know they're, this was going to happen. Oh, so. it's great. <laughs> they're it's so a little mur- they're a little, I tried to make them as murdery it's as possible so, so they it's weren't so riddles. No, I love. I mean, I really love it. I'm not being sarcastic. Um, I'm apologizing to, to both adults, both this yeah. one and the one on the podcast I don't yes. the, the knife was poisoned and the friend ate from the cut part of the apple and Gerald ate from the just the the more round part of the apple that the knife hadn't touched. Janet, I'm going to give it to you. That's as close as you're going to get. Poison on one side of the blade? Yes, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. And uh, you know, that one doesn't really make that much sense. So I think you both got it. Honestly, <laughs> give Janet another five points for that. I'll Thank give you, you another five points. Wonderful. Well, those are all the boxes I had. I'm sorry I couldn't show them to you. There was like, I used real granite and wood and all the real materials. No, Eric, you did good. Here is, uh, how much does a gallon of milk cost these days? And I want to apologize because I should have taken that for granite and I didn't. Uh... <laughs> there it is. Thank you. Take away 50 points from Janet. All righty. <laughs> <laughs> so for round four, look in my box. Um I don't remember that was the title before, but I'm going to stick with it. Janet, you got two out of five of those murder boxes correct, Mm -hmm. which scales up to four out of ten points. Also, there were so many points being thrown hither and yon, I cannot keep track of it. But I will give you ten of my points because I lost... 40 because of the the word the joke a day calendar got ripped off and i forgot to uh do that because i put it there for flavor for fun and <laughs> listeners if you haven't checked out robert plant and allison krauss's new album hither and yon do yourself a favor pick it up now well <sighs> janet varney 
Thank you so much for stopping by. Thank um, you so much for having me. This has been almost therapeutic for me in some regard. I don't know why, but hmm. I now consider myself and Eric by proxy do consider ourselves janitors. Now, don't repeat that because I am a billionaire and I wouldn't <laughs> want the word out that I am doing any amount of physical labor. Uh-huh. But we are full-blown janitors. Thank you for introducing Exotic Grinch to the world. Um, sir, Mr. Dr. Grafai. We still have one more. We still have one more thing that we have to do. Oh, Janet, I'm so sorry. And one more thing, Jennifer. A final bonus point. Will you answer this random trivia question about the world's most perfect film, Grace? I think I'm good. You know, I'm okay. just happy. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. We've yeah. kept you long. That makes sense. Well, I'll read it out loud, and as I'd you're walking away, I'd love to hear away, what it would have been. I'd love to hear what uh, it would have been. Of course. Everyone remembers Grease's famous drag racing scene at Thunder Road. Thank you, Bruce Springsteen. It was actually filmed on the L.A. River, but it wasn't that easy to film. Production was halted due to cast members becoming mildly ill due to what? And you can't, and I'm so sorry, just to cut you off, you cannot say Greaseitis <laughs> or Travolta fever. Or, or any other form of dance fever, blah, 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 Xanadu, etc. Um, I'm gonna guess like sun sickness because uh, there was it's like there, that was before the LA River was the beautiful lush landscape that it was that it is today, and it was also when pollution was apt to kill you in one day if you just stayed outside long enough. <laughs> Janet, you got it. it I was did. The, uh, basically, it was the filthy water in the LA River. Okay. Director Randall Kleiser even caught a foot infection because of it. John Travolta reportedly administered a Scientology touch assist on Randall Kleiser's foot. <laughs> Why was he step? He was stepping in the water like he had shoes on, but he was wading around the water. I don't get it. So he was walking and jumping. I think they were just standing in the water for so long, and then it, and then it just like got in everyone's bodies because it's nasty. Ugh, that is, is so gross. Well, an infection from Kinnicky is like a Hallmark card. It's true. Janet, let's look at the final scoreboard. Uh, Janet, this is our only our second episode, so it's kind of filled out like you know a high score machine. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, with ten points, we have poo. For fifteen points, we have ass. Twenty points, we have ass again. It's like beginner twice. Got it. Uh, and Janet Varney, you end up with fifty-two point six 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 repeating points. You are in second place right now, behind seventy-two points from Matt Young, who talked about toy collecting. Interesting. I. I feel like I remember giving Janet a thousand points. <laughs> I could not remember all of the points because I was so upset at myself for getting the calendar wrong. Here's what I'll say. <sighs> Eric, this will not do. Uh, Matt Young has 72. We're giving Janet 73. All right. This means a lot. <laughs> Janet Varney, you have you are now in first place with 73.666 repeating points. Congratulations. You are the number one high score on Tell Me About It. Thank you so much. I'm sure this isn't a sign of things to come where you feel bad about each <laughs> consecutive player and everyone will continue to get one more point than the last. <laughs> well, I will say Matt Young talked about Legos, which are basically unspecific miniatures, miniatures yeah. and yours were way more enthralling. So well, Janet, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything, any upcoming projects or anything that you would like to mention? Uh, you would always listen to the podcast I do with Dante Bosco covering all things Avatarverse. Uh, the other Adderall Fi has been on it and was one of our best guests ever. Uh, that is called Braving the Elements, available wherever we get podcasts. The JV wow. Club podcast involves me talking to people about their awkward teenage years Weirdly, the other Adorify has also done that podcast. Uh, I, some from time to time, show up on Hey Riddle Riddle. Um, 
you don't have to wait for me to show up because all the episodes I'm not on are better than the ones I'm on. So go ahead and listen to the entire catalog. (laughs) And uh, I'm also on a conviction reform, a prison reform, uh, criminal justice reform podcast called Truth and Justice. And uh, we I am very pleased to now be helping to try to get uh, wrongfully convicted people out of prison. But that's the least important part of my job. Well, Hayward Riddle clearly is the most important. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you guessed it. Solving riddles for cats sitting on the lawn. Humankind. Yeah. Yes. And cats. Well, Janet, thank you so much. It sounds like you and Adel are pretty good friends. We're pretty the tight. The other Adel. The other Adel. Pretty tight. I hope one day to rival that friendship. But for now, all I can offer is money in this game show. Thank you, Janet Varney. Thank you, Eric, my butler. That's all for this episode of Tell Me About It. Tune in next week for more exotic Grinches, uh, instant wonks, and talk about Baltimore. Sing us out, Eric. Goodbye, me. Da 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 da. Oh, e oh, e oh, e oh, oh, e oh, oh. Oh, Jungle boy. Jungle boy. <laughs> 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 <laughs>